Welcome to the Say Yes Movement podcast with Heather, John, and Chris. I'm super excited to have a special guest with us who's going to talk us through some really amazing concepts and ideas and how yes is, has been a, a game changer for him. The Say Yes Movement podcast is about changing, helping you change your personal professional life and helping you say yes to all the scary stuff. Well, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you know, I want to do an introduction because Chris is such an amazing guest, John. And Chris is the founder and CEO of DotFusion, which is a world-class website, apps, and digital experience. They build really cool stuff, let me tell you. But that's not all. Chris is also the co-host of a podcast himself. It's a tech talk show called Connect the Dots. And what I can tell you also is he is an avid sailor and says yes to adventure in every aspect of his life. Uh, Chris, welcome. Welcome to our Say Yes Movement podcast show. We're so excited to have you here. Awesome. Thanks a lot. And by the way, that is one cool intro. So um, I love the music <laughs> and the setup there. It's really awesome. Thanks for having me. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So we always love to start our Fridays off, Chris, with Celebration Fridays. And for our listeners that are out there, you know what today means. It means looking back on our week, celebrating our successes, putting it out there publicly to say, this is what I'm celebrating and rewire our brains to really look for all the good things. So if you're listening, we want to hear the comments, put it in the comments, we'll call you out. Uh, but let's start with you, Chris, what are you celebrating this week? And it could be something you've learned, something you're, something that you've been involved in. What is your celebration Friday? Yeah, I think uh, maybe there's like a lucky Friday going on because there's a couple things. It is Lunar <laughs> New Year coming up and a lot of my pals are in heavy uh, celebration mode. So just a reflection on the year that's gone by in general. Um, I think for me and maybe something that I should celebrate more uh, is the team around me when in my work, you know, I rely on on a, on a crew of designers and developers to create things. And I'm really appreciative of the folks that kind of gather around and champion projects. So uh, my team is uh, worthy of like epic celebration. So thank you again. Oh, I love it. And and Chris, your yeah, team is is worldwide, right? You are not in one location. Yeah, yeah. We have some amazing folks spread across Canada and in and around Phnom Penh in Cambodia as well, where we we put a lot of our our heart and mind. Uh, in developing the team there and yeah, just super supported all over. Oh, I love that. I love that. John, what are you celebrating this week? Yeah, no, listen, Chris, I love that. Celebrating team and celebrating the people around you. You know, I'm going to do that too. I'm going to celebrate the people that I've encountered this week and reconnected with people I haven't met with in a long time. You know, the, the one thing I realized over the last two and a half years is how disconnected I've come, you know, I've been with people and, you know, it, it's just been a great reminder to just build on those relationships that sometimes have fallen to the side and, you know, to pick them back up and just reconnect and, and you know, just say, pop in and say hi and do those check-ins, right? So, yeah, I'm celebrating that and just connecting with the people around me. It's been beautiful. It's uh, I love it. I love it. What about you, Heather? What are you celebrating this week? Uh, thanks, John. I am celebrating a decision that I made way long ago, and I've talked about it on the podcast a few times, but that decision was to wake up every day and remember that today is the day I'm going to positively impact five people. Mm -hmm. And that's a non-negotiable for me, but I'll tell you that five 
people has been multiplied this week to a lot more than five. And I'm just really honored and um, taken back by the beauty of telling that story to people, sharing it on a stage and saying, you can do this too. So for everyone out there listening who has adopted the same philosophy of let me positively impact even just one person today, I want to thank you because the stories are coming back to me and they are incredible to hear. So I celebrate each of you that took that action, but I also celebrate, you know, the younger version of me that made that decision many years ago to simplify my life and just say, all right, what does accomplished feel like and how do I do it? And it's making sure that I'm positively impacting as many people as possible. Yeah. No, Heather, I love that. And that's, yeah, sorry. Go ahead, Chris. Oh, sorry there. I was just going to mention, I'm getting my calculator out because I think Heather, I met you maybe four or five years ago. And that's one of the first things that you said when we met is that your whole mission is to positively impact, I think, five people a day. And I'm glad you said, Wanda, that's a lot of people. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't, I need to pull the calculator, but the the multiplier formula, I need to figure that out on how it all works. Because if everyone does even just one person, like just think of that ripple effect. And that's, that's the beauty of these simple things that we can do to Mm. activate ourselves. So I celebrate the three of us. And Chris, I also want to celebrate, you know, we met many years ago at a corporate connections event, which is a mastermind group that we both belong to. But since then, I've gotten to know you as a person and you are one cool dude. Let me tell you, I I love the adventure. I love the spirit. Um, And I actually want to know more about you, but from an angle of what are some of the things that you've said yes to that scared you because you don't always show up as being scared but you did it anyways and what uh what our audience would love to learn from you uh so i thought about this a little bit there's been a number of scenes and situations in my life that uh required some heavy duty yes or no's uh, i definitely have a yes bias um but i was thinking the most impactful uh yes decision uh, was made when I was in my early 20s. And I was uh, tracking towards being a great restaurateur. And I had a real penchant for the, the front of the house. And I really loved the art of the maitre d'. Uh, and as a younger person in my teenage years, um, I really fell in love with restaurants. And I was kind of tracking my way from Owen Sound to London, Ontario, and I wound up in Toronto and I was working at a bunch of fancy places. And it was a real pivotal moment where I had kind of earned my stripes in the kind of, it was the old school brigade style restaurant days where it was, you know, military style and, uh, you know, a lot of uh, stress and, and anxiety that you really couldn't present out there on the floor in the middle of kind of a fine dining experience but i had run into someone uh at the restaurant actually who was just kind of passing through while um her husband was finishing some degrees in in medicine and they were going to open up uh, a, a clinic in southern california as well as a nonprofit, and they needed some help mm-hmm. just general help to try and get this nonprofit on the ground and uh, we had become friends and, uh, you know, we were working together in this restaurant place. And the opportunity came up to put all of my restaurant dreams aside 
and throw myself into a hockey bag and move to Southern California to help start this nonprofit, which I had no skills or expertise at doing, but I had some friends that believed in my capability to figure it out, uh, to let kind of enthusiasm and um, optimism kind of prevail over uh, kind of the unknown, I guess. Mm. Um, and I remember having a chat uh, with uh, the owner of the restaurants. It was actually Franco Prevedello, um, who was one of Canada's great restaurateurs. Uh, and we had a chat and I was saying, you know, you know, you've really um, kind of taken me under your wing and helped me progress in this restaurant scene. But I've got this opportunity to go to California and try something you know, completely different, but I have a really strong feeling about it. I actually didn't even know where I wound up in Laguna Beach. I didn't know where that was on the map. And I remember him saying to me, like, you just got to go and and follow your gut. And I also had an open invitation to come back, which was nice. But it was a, that was my biggest decision that impacted my life the most, because that led to me having experiences with other organizations that was the dawn of kind of digital stuff. And I kind of fell into some digital opportunities there and actually was the foundation of the business that I still have and run today. Um, so that was a real whopper, but it was complete pack things up, whatever you can fit in a bag, get on plane, wind up somewhere, live in a unknown situation and kind of figure it out. Um, and maybe one of the other, great effects of that yes decision was giving me the confidence to uh, really trust kind of my gut and and what I what I feel is right as opposed to having mm -hmm. a master plan it's more like having some guiding stars where all the little decisions are leading to this kind of invisible endpoint that doesn't have to be so clearly defined mm -hmm. yeah. Wow, Chris, that is, I love this story because this, you know, there's some magical dust in there of enthusiasm, optimism, you know, the belief in yourself and people around you that believe in you that have a formula of success. But I also love that you didn't know how, you didn't know how you were going to do it. You just believed in yourself. So what advice would you give to people when they also feel that in their body? but they're still stuck in their brain of, I need to know how before I take any action. I've thought a lot about that actually as a general theme for why do people make decisions and where is the decision coming from and how do you get the skills to filter out your environmental kind of biases from what you really got to do. And I, I, maybe got lucky that I was kind of given just a few basic rules of life from my parents. And that was to, you know, do whatever you do as best as you can and to just follow your gut. And there's, there's a little bit of a combo in there where as long as you're, you're putting everything you have into something um, as opposed to modeling after some great idealistic thing that may or may not be achievable, just the constant curiosity and Im improving a skill around something. And when that lines up with an opportunity maybe, or a calling or a belief in something, do it. And 
if you can abstract yourself from having to achieve something that looks like X, just follow the path and develop your own version of X, whatever that is, and kind of be confident in that the, the, the models out there belong to someone else. And there can be inspiration there, but mm-hmm. at some point in time, you have to hit the inflection where you're just invested in developing your, your own weird thing. And that's cool. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> if that makes any sense, but something along those totally lines. Totally makes sense. Yeah. So here's my question, Chris. And, and as you were going through this journey, at any point, was there that sense of dread or fear that you know, cause, and, and what I've seen with some people is, you know, as they're going through this transformation, they're saying yes to the unknown. They're saying yes to letting go of the how. Sometimes those moments of fear kind of click in. Was there anything like that for you? Yeah. And um, I, I also acknowledge that uh, just saying yes um, without any kind of framework it, um, may not work either because I'm, although I'm an idealist, I'm also slightly skeptical. So I kind of merge those things together. So there's a little bit of data that's kind of supporting decisions. And one, one concept around that is when, if I just use this as an example that we've been talking about. So when I made this decision to go to California, there was a three year kind of time frame around it. And it was like, that's enough time to get through the wanting to give up, go home, change your mind. Um, and, and, but it's also enough to know that maybe that wasn't the right decision. And the value of that decision was just all the lessons learned in going down the wrong road to make going down the next one a little bit more smooth. But definitely, like, I miss being in a restaurant so much. I somehow wound up getting, like, I was not legally able to work in a restaurant at the time, but I wound up getting a job at a fancy restaurant because I just missed the culture and the vibe. And it was Mm. like, it was so committed to that. So it was hard to change directions, but there was lots of like, I want to go home moments, miss my gang, you know, but I, when you have a little bit of a waypoint ahead of you to get to, you know, okay, that's when you change your mind. So you, you have to form discipline and, get through it. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and I love I, that because, love you know, work. yeah. Sorry. Go ahead, Heather. No, you're good, John. Yeah. I forgot what I was going to talk about now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that waypoint, that vision of, you know, when it gets tough, when the, when the water's rocky, when we're not sure where mm. we're supposed to go, we don't have the clarity of the how we're figuring it out just going back to okay where is this taking me and having a timeline chris is one thing Mm. having a vision for what it is and then letting go of the how probably got you through some of those dark moments where you're like i don't know what i'm doing i'm missing some parts of my old life or the old culture and and finding that in a restaurant or finding a way to fill that gap is kind of cool even if it wasn't exactly legal right Um, and and i think that's what people miss sometimes is that you can have both you don't have to give up everything to have something else Mm -hmm. yeah 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 and and even in those moments it's okay to go back right go back to the restaurant go do some of that work yeah and and just create that sense of fulfillment in yourself as you're moving through and progressing through something new I just want to take a second to say good morning to Felicia. Good morning, Felicia. Happy to have you here. 
And don't forget to share your celebration in the comments. Uh, we love it when you're Felicia's our super fan, Chris. So, um, awesome. you know, What's Felicia's up? been with us since the beginning. I love that. Oh, yeah. Cool. yeah. <laughs> Chris, I, I have I, a question. Oh, go ahead. Go, go ahead, Chris. Oh, no, sorry. I don't, I don't want oh. to lose your question. I, I just, you know, I, I heard your comment around you've made decisions based on a framework, but with a, a dash of skepticism. And how do you keep that skepticism in check and not have more than a dash and hold you back from taking action? I, one of the uh, the uh, tipping points, I guess, is when skepticism becomes um, uh, cynicism. I think there's a, there's a definition in a in a slippery slope there, um, and I think skepticism is kind of healthy because it gets you wondering about like how do we just have some critical thinking around what's going on in the decision making factors here and you know, it doesn't make sense. And, you know, to some degree, but it's just almost more of a gut check. But when you, when you start layering on kind of like non facts into that, and it becomes a bit mm. cynical. And then I think that's a scary zone. And then that that's usually a, an effective environment around your decision. So try to brush that off. Um, so yeah, I just think it's a healthy part of the, uh, the checklist of decisions, like gut feeling, feels good definitely is it a 70 percent or 80 percent of the bias and then there's a little bit of okay like i, I want to have some responsibility in this decision making structure as well wow that's awesome chris yeah. there's one thing that i know about you that i'd love the audience to also know and you are always up for an adventure in fact you will go and find those adventures and one of your hobbies loves right now is to be on the water sailing a boat but you've done something what i think many people would say is a little bit crazy which is you just decided to go to france and not not know the language and just jump on a boat so you know how does those kinds of decisions make you a better leader and, and maybe you want to put it a little bit more context around that because it's pretty amazing yeah, I, 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 it kind of is probably uh, calibrated with my DNA of doing stuff. Like, think for a little bit, is this exactly what I want to do or figure out? And then do it. The whole context of the France experience was during the wintertime here, especially in COVID, where you know, we were able to be anywhere and, and kind of work from anywhere. Um, I figured those were the best sailors in the world. Um, there's some argument around that, but for the kind of sailing that I'm interested in, uh, and there was a bunch of sailing schools there. So I just knocked on all their doors and like one out of 12 were like, okay, you don't speak French, but you know, you seem enthusiastic enough that, you know, okay, like here's a chance. So then, I don't know. I just made a whole bunch of like flashcards and learned all the parts of the boat and all the sailing terminology, which you can just route, memorize. And then you just... Uh, maybe there's a theme of uh, kind of earning your stripes to surround yourselves with mentors or to get accepted into the culture. Because um, there was another model like that, uh, which happened with the Cambodian experience where we we're looking at developing some business over in Cambodia. And our first thing to do was learn the language, learn the culture, get involved in the old rock and roll music and feel what it's like as best as you can to get the mm. vibe and the scene and to kind of earn it where you're, you're like, 
we're going to like try to communicate that we're vested in this and that we care. And then that yeah. opens a lot of doors. You know, it's a difference between expecting things to happen and energizing wow. things that happen maybe i yeah i know that's a great formula for success and i just want to call out felicia yeah. thank you black history month absolutely a celebration moment and nicole this is great great advice that saying yes doesn't mean that you're releasing everything it means that you're making a choice and what the choice i want all of our listeners to make is what is it about today's episode that resonated with you? And, you know, ask yourself this question, Chris, that you said at the very beginning, which is, do you have a yes bias or do you have a no bias? And that's a great journaling exercise for everyone. But ask yourself in the last you know, week, were you more likely to say yes to something or more likely to say no? And then the other sure. thing is, what culture or who do you want to surround yourself that's modeling some of the behaviors that you want to learn? You don't have to jump on a boat to actually be an expert at something, but you do need to decide to make a jump. So with that, I think that's our call to action. Chris, it has been uh, such an, every time I talk to you, I am inspired to, you know, trust my gut a little bit more. So I want to thank you. And I can't believe we're at time, but John, I'm going to pass it back to you. Actually, Chris, do you have any yeah. final advice for our listeners? Not, nothing more than you've said, and you're a great inspiration too. So thank you for having me. And uh, it's nice to be around kind of a, a light vibe on a Friday morning because uh, <laughs> the world needs more of what you guys are doing. So thank thanks you. for having me. All right. Yeah, no, thank you, Chris. And yeah, thank you for all those insights. I'm not going to repeat what Heather said, but you definitely touched on a lot of great things today. And I love the call to action, Heather. Just Take some time. Are you saying yes or are you saying no? And, you know, are those things impacting your life in a positive way? So great. Some great homework for people to take away. And um, thank you, everybody, for popping in and for listening to this episode of the Say Yes Movement podcast. Just remember, when you shift your mindset, you shift your life. Wishing you all a great one. Talk to you all later. Take care. Bye.